0: Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Colt Sebastian Taylor. Hello friends and welcome to the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur nerd herder. And welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, and a variety of interesting music and talk shows throughout the day, such as myself. And all we do here is entertain, inspire, and inform. And, my friends, I want you to be part of the conversation. I want you to be part of the show, so find me on the Twitter on the Instagram, on uh, the Cameo, and on the Rizzle at Colt S. Taylor. And uh, catch up with all my adventures at ColtSebastianTaylor.com. A special shout-out to my friends on Cameo, which is a place where you can get personal greetings from me. Uh, Recently, ran into a bunch of folks called the Nerd Herd, invited me to participate in one of their online Dungeons & Dragons game. So thank you to my new friends. For warmly welcoming me into your game. I hope you had as much fun as I did. Probably yourself, Colt, you play Dungeons and Dragons. Who do you play in Dungeons and Dragons? I play a character named Colt Sebastian Taylor. Yes. It's all about branding. Well, my friends, let's get started with this week's Saturday report. First up this week, buckle up, my friends, because it's time for a Hyundai update. Yes, Hyundai, did you think I forgot about you? Did you think I would just let it go? No, my friends, I am never letting this go. Well, I haven't brought it up recently because I've been busy with the news, but I found uh, something came across my desk that just stirred up some very strong emotions. I figure I would bring it up once again. So, uh, I have many followers on Twitter. I would say tens of dozens, and one person that I follow is a meteorologist. I'm a bit of a weather nerd. Uh, named Doc V uh, at M-J Ventris uh, V-N-M-J-V-E-N T-R-I-C-E A fantastic meteorologist A PhD in Tropical Meteorology uh, I believe he works at the University of Albany, uh, so he is a legit doctor, and uh, he also, I guess, works with the fantasy football weather guys, who uh, gives uh, folks weather reports on sports events for their fantasy football needs. Uh, quite the niche, uh, I guess, uh, niche uh, business there. Anyways, uh, follow him for Weather Stuff, and then I came across this tweet from him this week. I'm extremely disappointed with my experience, Hyundai. We purchased a 2019 Tucson brand new to have a large enough vehicle for our family. We were trying to have a baby. Our daughter is here now. And just yesterday, the transmission slash engine in the Tucson, the Hyundai Tucson, the Hyundai Tucson transmission, crapped out. Golly. Golly, what an odd, odd coincidence. A transmission in a Hyundai Tucson blew out. Go figure. Go figure. Go figure. Well, he continues. Um, We can't get an appointment to get the vehicle even looked at until December 22nd. This is uh, uh, November 9th, so that's over a month away. No dealership will provide a loaner vehicle until the car is uh, inspected late December. Huh, wow, a lack of customer service from Hyundai dealers. That's weird. That's so unexpected, Colt said, rolling his eyes so hard they fell out of his ears. I am shocked that we're in this position, and now I am not likely to ever buy a Hyundai-made vehicle again. That's funny, Dr. V. Me too. Me too. I am never buying a Hyundai vehicle again, used or new, apparently. will now be relying on my 2012- Toyota Corolla with 150,000 100, miles as our only vehicle moving forward. I bought my Toyota used, and I've never once experienced an issue like what's going on with my Hyundai. Well, Doc V, you should have been a regular listener to my show; otherwise, you would not have made a mistake of trusting the transportation needs of your family to the poorly made, poorly constructed, and poor customer service at Hyundai Tucson. Um Thank you, Toyota at least building a vehicle that can be reliable. Uh, that's obviously where I should buy my next vehicle. Update. Found a dealership in southern New Hampshire that can take a car into service next week. I can't believe how backed up every dealership is in eastern Massachusetts at this time. So, I have to say, Doc V, welcome to the family of disappointed Hyundai customers. Uh, proving once again that Hyundai not only sells terrible vehicles, has terrible customer service, has dealerships that really just don't care about their customers once they go out the door. They just they just don't really care. They say they do. They've got their good reviews. They have their uh you know fan their fanboys and the fan gals singing the praises of the dealerships, but at the end of the day, they really just don't care. They really don't. And Hyundai doesn't care. Because Hyundai is a terrible company that makes terrible cars. I now have two pieces of proof that they have somewhat of a transmission problem. Somewhat of a transmission problem. But don't worry about Doc V. Um, he, first, he's a doctor, not a lowly adventurer like me. But he has a brand new... It's a brand new... Hyundai Tucson, 2019, one would assume he hasn't put 100,000 miles on it, so more than likely this transmission repair, cost, replacement, will be covered by his warranty. Unlike me, who bought a used Hyundai Tucson, assuming that the the storied name of Hyundai would take good care of me, less than two years later, less than 20,000 miles later, transmission went kaboom! It it just took a dump, and it was done. And I had to pay out of pocket and got got the runaround from Hyundai HQ. I, oh, we'll look into it. Oh, nothing we can do. So they really don't care. They just took my money and left. So um, once again, folks, uh, cannot say this with any more strong, strong opinion. Now listen, Hyundai, I know you're listening. I know you do, because I'll be sending this to you multiple times throughout this week once it's published, uh, you know, hey, you gotta treat, you gotta treat your people a whole lot better. You need to put a little more effort in your car building activities, because obviously, uh, this is a problem. You have a transmission issue. Uh, you guys, I believe, were actually sued for that. I believe I, I need to have put my researchers on it, uh, for transmission. And, uh, the dealership that I went to, the guy in charge there said yeah, yeah, they quietly swapped out transmission providers you know, a few years ago, but obviously that hasn't worked, because you obviously have a transmission problem. You're cutting corners, it seems, to make a few bucks. So, Doc V, I hope your car will soon be repaired and you can uh, go about your business. Welcome to the show, why not? I uh, would love to get you on sometime, but I know you're very busy. Football season, fancy football weather stuff. Uh, so be sure to follow M J Ventris. M-J-V-E-N-T-R-I-C-E, on the Twitter. Tell them that Colt Sebastian Taylor sent you. And as for you, Hyundai, I will be doing some additional research this week to see, you know what, there might be a problem with your transmission to new cars. Huh? ha, hmm. I'm sure the millions of people listening to me across the world, including several of your major markets, would love to know about that. So, um, I I mean, why say I'm going to do research? We'll see how motivated I get throughout the week. I might just, you know, play Dungeons & Dragons. But, once again, Hyundai proving itself to be an awful place to buy a car. And does not have the Colt Sebastian Taylor pith helmet of approval by a long shot. In fact, he has the Colt Sebastian Taylor top hat of disapproval Hyundai. The entire company. Not just the Tucson's, but the entire company. (sighs) All right. Time to move on to more happier-go-lucky news. Moving along, it's time for some marriage news. Yes, somebody's getting married. Paris Hilton married her fiancé, Carter Reum. Riem Reum. Reum. Carter Reum. Uh This week, <coughs> in a uh, lavish private ceremony in Los Angeles. Uh, she uh, posted the announcement on her Instagram, of course. And um, the uh, bride's younger sister, Nick Hilton, who is apparently is going to be married, to, who is apparently married to uh, British banking heir James Rothschild, uh, also posted uh, on it, uh, other well wishes came in from singer Megan Trainer, who said, Most beautiful wedding ever. I had the best time. Uh, congratulations to the beautiful bride. <coughs> uh, she continued, um, oh, um, the Paris Olden said, uh, when you, um, uh, when you find your soulmate, you don't know, you don't just know it, you feel it. There's no one I would rather be with. Uh, so congratulations to Paris Hilton, uh, and her new hubby. Uh, of course, of course, there is a show involved. She, uh, certainly knows how to brand herself. She will be documenting her journey, uh, to getting married in a new show called, as you may imagine, something clever, Paris in Love, which is currently streaming on NBC's Peacock platform. Um, I will probably not watch that. Although I do enjoy NBC's Peacock platform for the show Yellowstone with Kevin Costner. Oh, so good. But regardless, congratulations to Paris Hilton. Uh, glad to see that she is, um, you know, settling down and, uh, finding some love. In other marriage news, the 2012 joint winner of the Nobel Prize, um, Milana, hmm, Milana youssef Well, Well, Yus- Yousafarzi. arzy Mila-, Mila Yusuf. I am terrible at names. Uh, anyway, she got married this week. Uh, the youngest Nobel Peace Prize winner in history. Uh, got married in Britain to an Aser Malik. Uh, posted, of course, on Instagram, the announcement. Uh, she wrote, "Today's marks a precious day in my life. Aser and I tied the knot to be partners for life. We celebrate a small Nikah ceremony at home in Birmingham with her families. Please send us your prayers. We are excited to walk together uh, for this journey ahead. Uh, when she was 17, she was the joint winner of the Nobel Peace Prize, along with Indian children's rights activist uh, Kalash uh, Satarthy. Setar, and uh, as you know, she uh, gained notoriety uh, when she was shot by the Taliban, Uh, While promoting education of girls, Uh, she survived, moved to Britain, where she continued her education and graduated from Oxford University last year. And then in 2014, uh, her father and her launched the Malala Fund, which advocates for girls education. So she also got married this week. Congratulations to her. And in final marriage news this week, I'm sorry, ladies, an eligible uh, bachelor is now off the market. Uh, He's been, well, not only off the market, but he's been out of public life for about a decade. Julian Assange, uh, the founder of WikiLeaks, has been granted permission to marry uh, his partner in prison. Uh, His partner, Stella uh, Morris, according to British authorities... Uh, Assange is currently in London's high-security Belmarsh prison, uh, been there since 2019 as he fights extradition to the U.S. on espionage charges. Uh, I believe a decade or even longer ago, WikiLeaks put out a bunch of highly classified diplomatic cables, uh, then, uh, they tried to arrest him. He went to the Ecuadorian embassy for quite a while, living there under asylum, and then eventually got kicked out, and then arrested by British authorities in 2019, and he has been in jail ever since. Uh, he's also trying to avoid extradition to Sweden on unrelated, uh, sex offense allegations. Uh, despite being in jail, and also in a Ecuadorian, uh, embassy avoiding authorities, uh, Assange Morris, who is a South African lawyer, has two sons together, Gabriel four and Max two, so... Obviously, she visited a bit while he was in the Ecuadorian uh, embassy, uh, at least twice, I would say. Um, so she released a statement saying, I'm relieved that reason has prevailed. I hope there will be no further interference with our marriage. Not sure what his uh, shtick his, uh, ear is getting married, whatever. But, um, yeah, so anyways, U.S. prosecutors, there's, there's no date set for the wedding. Uh, I suppose if you're going to get the couple something, it would be perhaps some sort of pardon. <laughs> uh, there was a, quite a call when Donald Trump was president to pardon Assange, which he teased at, but ultimately did not. Um, U.S. prosecutors uh, want Assange on 17 charges of espionage and one charge of computer misuse over the WikiLeaks, WikiLeaks production... Publication of leaked Dippa bank and military documents a decade ago. So that was you know that was like two thousand twelve, and they've been chasing him ever since. Uh, no word exactly what um, what uh, what what's gonna happen there, but he is still in prison in Britain. Soon to be a married man, and maybe we will see if he eventually comes to the United States to face these Espio's charges. If not, then Sweden sure does want him. But, uh, yep, he's off the market, ladies. Julian Assange set to wed soon. His South African lawyer, who is the mother of his, apparently, two children. Folks, if you are getting married yourself soon and are in the South Florida area, you need to hire my friend DC, an amazing DJ. If you need to listen to the kind of things he brings to the table, you're in luck because he has a show here on AWSM Radio called DC Live in Effect. He is our in-house DJ, and he mixes it up every Friday night at 9 p.m., Sundays at 10 p.m., you do not want to miss out while he smashes it, destroys it, kills it on the ones and twos, kicking the beats from South Florida every single week here on AWSM Radio. He is a great guy, he's a great DJ, and you should definitely listen to my pal DC. So, mark your calendars, DC, live in effect This, uh, every Friday at 9 p.m., every Sunday at 10 p.m., only on AWSM Radio. Moving along, satellite dishes. Yes, satellite dishes. Probably not something you've thought about too recently. Um, for those who are a bit older in the listening, uh, demographic here, you may remember huge satellite dishes that people out in rural areas would put on their front lawn to access satellite TV. Like, like huge, like, you know. Five feet by five feet, huge, looks like they're trying to break into military satellites, huge, huge satellites in big yards. Well, they got smaller and, uh, about the size of a, you know, like a large, you know, frisbee or trash can lid. Like, I think a trash can lid is probably a better analogy. Got smaller and people put them in poles or on the sides of roofs or on balconies, um... If you drive through some neighborhoods and cities, you'll just see, you know, the satellite folks got satellite dishes on every single balcony pointing up to get satellite uh, reception. But even again, those trash can-sized lids, uh, you know, they're not the most fashionable uh, accoutrements that one can have for their uh, satellite. Well, Starlink, which is a, um, uh, a service of SpaceX, which is a... Uh, one of those rocket companies, uh, launched a service in late 2020, so about a year ago, to give customers satellite internet via their Starlink system. And they now have a new satellite dish that is a rectangular, rectangular satellite dish uh, that's smaller and lighter than the original circular one that it was selling. The original version of it was uh, 23 inches wide, but now, this now rectangular version is 12 inches by 19 inches and only weighs about 9 pounds. So it's about half the weight of its circular counterpoint. And it looks, you know, just looks like a little white panel that's sticking up off the edge of the roof. And so small, so light, there's a lot more options where it can be. You can put it up on the edge of a roof. You could put it up in the yard on a pole. I mean, you could probably even put it up on the edge of a shed and direct the line into the house that way. I'm assuming that your shed is going to be in one place for a while, but uh, it is a very interesting that uh, this technology that you might think, you know, with wireless uh, cell phones and Ethernet, that satellite type stuff would be less and less of a thing uh, other than, like, satellite radio, but uh, this is uh, starting to pick up some speed and whatnot. Now, where I live, it's not really practical for me to get uh, satellite, because I've got a variety of local options that are kind of terrible, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, basically, if you are a Starlink member, uh, you can start getting internet satellite for $99 a month. Um, users would have to also pay uh, about $500 on top of that for the hardware kit, which includes a antenna, the stand, power supply, and a Wi Fi router. And um this is uh this is this is this is pretty this is pretty good price. It apparently costs <coughs> the original dish cost three thousand dollars to make. So the circuit dish was three thousand dollars. But the company was able to get that cost down to thirteen hundred dollars, but still it's selling the kit at a loss. So obviously they're going to recoup their money in the monthly fees and whatnot. So, they're not making any money on these this equipment. They want to get as many people signed up as they can. As for how many Starlink customers there are, uh, apparently in August the one hundred thousandth uh, satellite was shipped out. Uh, it's a very aggressive strategy, and uh, ultimately, apparently, uh, you know, the Star SpaceX who controls Starlink wants to put about thirty thousand satellites into orbit, uh, in order to cover the entire Earth with satellite internet and services capabilities. Now, these satellites aren't, like, the big satellites you see, you know, in the movies. These are kind of smaller, a little cheaper put together. One goes down, there are, you know, 29,000 other satellites that kind of fill in the, um, fill in the gap. So, uh, not sure where they are on that, uh, so to speak. Uh, But they need to get approval from the Federal Trade Commission to put up this Starlink uh, system. They have one up there right now, but they don't have the new generation of Starlink uh, systems. Uh, There's some uh, separate configurations that need to be approved by the FCC in order to start putting those satellites up into the sky. So if you do have one of these uh, nifty satellites, let me know. I'd be very curious about the kind of service you get. We go from space to Portugal where this week it is now illegal in Portugal for your boss to uh, message you after work hours. The country recently induced a law that bans employers from contacting workers outside their regular hours by phone, message, or email. Uh, Quote, the employer must respect the privacy of the worker. And uh, if there are continual offenses then there are fines that could result uh, in it, uh, this is similar to a uh, ruling in 2017 in France that gave workers the right to ignore after-hour emails from businesses. In uh, I, th- I think, I t- think in 2017, uh, Portugal uh, has really embraced the whole work-from-home, remote work uh, lifestyle and has put several uh, laws into place to promote that. Um it uh, gives employer employees the right to work from home if they wish as well as the right to uh opt out of remote working if it is appropriate uh for that particular job to do that. Uh also they have passed laws saying that uh businesses should um reimburse workers for any additional expenses including gas or electricity that they may use since they're working from home now. And, um, yeah, so they've really sort of embraced this to make it, uh, to appeal to, quote, digital nomads who like to remote, uh, like to work remotely and are trying to attract, basically, outside workers to come to uh, Lisbon, the capital, to work remotely in Portugal and, obviously, you know, spend their money there and travel around the country. Um, so, uh, as you may not be surprised that this is a, um, The government of Portugal is uh, seen as being a socialist government, and Prime Minister Antonio Costa has been in charge for the last six years and is calling a snap election uh, late January to see if he remains in power. Uh, Now, the practice of remote working has uh, been around for a while, obviously. Uh, In 2019, 70% of the global workforce uh, worked remotely, Uh, and that has, uh, almost doubled by the end of this year, uh, it is estimated that 32% of the global workforce works from home. Uh, as for me, I was ahead of the curve. I've been working from home for about five years now, and, uh, it is really, really fantastic. Uh, right now I'm just wearing my pajamas and a pith helmet, so that's pretty great. But, uh, you know what? If I could pull off Moving to Portugal to work remotely, that sounds like a delight. But, you know, I do have other um, responsibilities here, so I just can't jet off to Lisbon to work remotely there for a week and then come back here, do my things, and go back to Lisbon. I don't quite have that AWSM money yet. Not yet. Soon, I'm sure. But not yet. But anyways, uh, congratulations to the workers of Portugal. Uh... Your boss cannot harass you after you have clocked out and logged out for the day. Moving along to the area of crime and justice, uh, Charles Manson follower and convicted murderer Leslie Van Houten uh, has been recommended for parole for a fifth time. Uh, Obviously, the last four times uh, it was rejected by governors. Uh, the previous recommendations were rejected by both Governor Jerry Brown and current Governor Gavin Newsom. Uh, this is the fifth time since 2016 she has been recommended, recommended for parole, and she is currently 72 years old. Uh, she participated in the fatal stabbings of Leo and Rosemary LaBlanca, and was convicted for the conspiracy to commit murder uh, regarding the death of Sharon Tate, uh Stephen Parent, Jay Sibring, Walczek, Furkowski and Abigail Folger, the Helter Skelter murders, as you may remember, and uh I say was a follower of Charles Manson. She was nineteen at the time. Uh she was sentenced to death in nineteen seventy one, but that was overturned and subsequently converted to life in prison. Um so uh she's been recommended for parole. Uh, Her lawyer thinks that uh, because of political expediency, her bid for freedom will also be uh, reversed because it's easier to keep her in jail than to go through the uh, press of releasing her back into the community. Um, At the time of the murders, uh, Charles Manson thought that this was going to be a response to an imaginary impending war and so he had to embark on a series of random murders in the Los Angeles area. Um, the I guess they call it a helter-skelter scenario. I haven't read too much into it. Uh, of others who were convicted because of this, um, uh, Charles Banton, uh, he remained in prison, uh, died in 2017 as the result of respiratory failure and colon cancer. Um, he, uh... He uh, passed just a few days, passed his 83rd uh, birthday. And apparently, he spent all but 13 years of his life in some sort of supervised setting, either a prison or a reform home or whatnot, and he was denied parole 12 times. Uh, Susan Atkins, uh, she was convicted. Uh, she also died in prison from brain cancer in 2009. At the time of her death, she was the longest-serving female inmate and was denied parole 14 times. And her request for a compassionate release was rejected. Uh, still in prison, other than Leslie Van Houten, uh, is Patricia uh, Krenwinkel. Um, in prison since 1971. Uh, she um, She remains incarcerated. She is now the longest-serving incarcerated female in California penal history. Uh, She has been denied parole 14 times as well. And finally, Charles Tex Watson. Uh, He remains incarcerated. He was uh, denied parole 17 times the most recent uh, hearing in 2016. Uh, He claims that he has become a born-again Christian. So uh, one, two, three. So of the five, two have passed away. Three remain in jail. Um, they, their fictional account of them was in a recent, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is a fictionalized version of that whole, that whole thing, but, uh, yep, Leslie Van Houten, 72, still in jail, uh, she has been denied parole 22 times in total, most recent since, uh, 2019, and, um, yeah, yeah, so uh, each time she's been approved, she's been approved the last five times, uh, last four times, this is the fifth time, but each of those approvals have been overturned by the governor, who has a 100 or 150 days to review uh, the findings of the portal board. I wouldn't be holding my breath, probably not going to be seeing her uh, walk in the streets anytime soon. Who well, you can see in the flesh from time to time, but always online here in AWSM Radio. You can hear her fantastic voice. It's my pal, Rocks. Yes, that's quite the transition. Uh, The Rock Sessions. It's our drive-time show here. Uh, Making sure that your evening commute commute home is fun. Featuring the hottest music on the charts. And some other surprises in between. She will make it rock, rock rock-style, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., Right here on AWSM radio. Listen to her. She is fantastic. My good, 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 good pal rocks the rock sessions. Amazing show. Weekdays. Weekdays. Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 PM. Only here on AWSM Radio. Now time for some music news. Taylor Swift releases Red Taylor's uh, Taylor's version. And it's a re-recording for a classic 2012 album. Probably ask yourself, uh, why is Taylor Swift re-recording an album and whatnot? Well, actually, uh, usually I don't really care that much about re-releases of music, but this is actually really, really interesting. Uh, so, her early music uh she recorded had a record contract and then moved on and worked with another company um <clears throat> her contract, which at the time she didn't like read too terribly closely because she was young and you know trusted record companies, she did not have control over her master tapes and so a uh she tried to spend years trying to get these tapes back so she could have control over the master tapes uh, but they were bought by this somewhat unscrupulous. Uh, record producer, who offered to sell them to her at a ridiculous price Um, when she refused. He, you know, was going to use those tapes to make money off of her. She did not have control over where her music would go, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, she decided to re-record her music into new albums, giving her creative control back over her music again. Her contract said that she did not own the Master Tapes but said nothing about her re-recording the music and then owning those tapes. So, she released this week her Red album, which is a widely acclaimed album, um, 2012 classic and whatnot. She previously did a, another re-release of her music, uh, which was uh, Fearless, which is an original album from 2008, Um, I'm not exactly sure how many previous albums she has to re-record, whether she's going to do more and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, so now that she has re-recorded this album, those master tapes are kind of worthless now. People can use them, but they're not the most up-to-date music, and people are going to gravitate towards using Taylor Swift's newest music. Uh, In fact, uh, there is a, just to highlight this... Uh, There was a trend on TikTok uh, with using her song Wildest Dreams of people discovering themselves for the first time as a child and whatnot, usually cartoon-related. Well, that original TikTok trend um, uh, was using her old master music, came back to her, so she re-released a new, shortened version of that song that people were using, and then that song, the re-released version that she controlled and she could get the benefits from, was used so much more by other people, it dwarfed the previous usage of of her music. So, uh, this, she's been widely supported uh, by her fans who have uh, apparently sent a few death threats to the uh, record producer who did this. So, you know, fellas, Sw- swifters, take it down a notch. Uh, but many other music recording artists. Uh, are applauding her, and many others are planning to re-record their music so they can get control over their artistic work as well. Uh, This is a uh, kind of a shift in power in the terms of the music world. Uh, For a long time, a lot of record producers and music uh, associations would have had like an iron claw grip over uh, music contracts, but now artists are a bit more savvy... Uh, and are taking a greater interest in their music contracts, and especially their ownership of music and master tapes as well. And uh, this is probably not going to be the first uh, time that an artist will re-record its, their music and re-release it to get control over it. Uh, Taylor Swift has the benefit of being hugely popular, and has a army of fans that will undoubtedly... Um, uh, will undoubtedly... Buy this music and whatnot. Uh, apparently, the other re released version, Taylor's version of Fearless, uh, when it was released, the original version was uh, hovering around 159 rank on Billboard's uh, top album list, you know, kind of floating around there. When it rele- was re released, it dropped 20%, and then the original version isn't even on Billboard's top whatever list now anymore, so has completely buried that old album with this new album, so tip of the pith helmet to my, well, I wish it was my friend, Taylor Swift for uh, her brilliant move, took some time obviously Uh, she had to get back together all the original producers, but this guy in rave reviews this new version, congratulations to her for getting back the control of her artistic work Next up, in some sad music news, uh, Graham Edge, Moody Blues drummer and co-founder, passed away this week at the age of 80. uh, Confirmed on the band's website, the cause of death was not revealed. Um, Hayward, uh, Justin Hayward, the group's frontman, who is 75, uh, the British rock band, um, confirmed this. Uh, The band was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2018, and their last album was released in 2003. Um, All in all, uh, he was on 16 Moody Blues albums, studio albums, starting with the Magnificent Moody Blues in 1965, and with their final album, a Christmas-themed album called December in 2003, Uh, In a statement, Hayward said, In the late 1960s, we became the group that Graham always wanted it to be, and it was called upon to be a poet as well as... And he was called upon to be a poet as well as a drummer. He delivered that beautiful and brilliantly while creating an atmosphere and setting that music would never have reached, would never achieved without his words. I asked Jeremy Irons to recreate them for our last tours together, and it was absolutely magical. So... Moody Blues drummer and co-founder Graham Edge uh, passed away this week at the age of 80. I highly encourage you to check out some of their music. A wonderful band, Rock and, rock and Roll Hall of Fame band, so, you know, they, they know what they're doing. Uh, check them out and um, uh, play a few songs in honor of his memory. Changing gears to sports, my friends, uh, I don't have enough time in the week to catch up on all things sports. I'm either doing shows on Rizzle, playing Dungeons and Dragons. I got a busy life, but to catch up on all things sports, fortunately, I have a great option. It's the show right here on AWSM Radio, Married to the Game. It's a sports show that broadcasts every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, features Brian, Joe, MacDaddy, those fantastic trio. Uh, they'll bring their insights, their analytics, their expertise to all things game. And you know what kind of sports show would be with a little trash chunk in between? I'm sure they have some strong feelings about the Aaron Rodgers COVID situation, that dummy, as well as all other things sports. So tune in Wednesdays at 9 p.m. to catch up. Follow them on Instagram, uh, Married to the Game, MTTG Radio. Uh, there is Joe at Turn Up the Jets, Nick at Back Daddy Ryan Show, and then Brian whose Instagram name is always hard for me to say, bolstered underscore up underscore sports. Follow them. They are fantastic to follow. So listen to Married to the Game, Wednesdays at 9 p.m. right here on AWSM Radio. And that, my friends, just about wraps up this week's Saturday report with me, Coach Sebastian Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Remember, you can... Uh, get in touch with me on the Twitter, on the Rizzo, on the Instagram, on the Cameo. And uh, if you missed a past episode, you can subscribe to the podcast version of the show at anchor.fm slash cultstaylor so you can listen to it at your leisure. It's so very handy. I really hope that you do do that as well. If you cannot catch the show when it broadcasts. And of course... If you haven't already, bookmark ColtSebastianTaylor.com to keep up to date with all the adventures I am on. Well then, my friends, I hope you have a great weekend. And until next weekend, I am, of course, as always, your friend, Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later.